Someone asked me a very important question today, a very important one. What was that question, Ryan? What would you do if you were the GM of the Washington Nationals? Without a hesitation, I said, we are going to extend C.J. Abrams this second, and I'm going to tell you why I believe in that right after this. You are Locked On Nationals. Your daily Washington Nationals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And thank you for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And guys, I have taken my passion for Nationals baseball in the podcast form here with the Locked On Podcast Network. And I enjoy each and every single day that this comes and goes because, guys, let's look at it. We're not that far from baseball season right now. I'm not good at math. I have made that well known here, so I'm not even going to try to calculate the days. But we are about a month or so from pitchers and catchers reporting down to West Palm Beach where we will start to get reports on any and everything Nationals content related. And I'm your guy that will have that covered for you the duration of the season because right now we're only three days a week. Wait, we will only be doing three days a week for only a few more weeks. We're going to be back down to five days a week and get the season started. And guys, as I was saying, someone posed this question to me today. Very serious question. Very serious question. What would you do if you were the GM of the Washington Nationals sitting right here, January 20th? What would your first move be? Without hesitation, I said, we are going to extend C.J. Abrams right here, right now. We're going to make the offer, and he will hopefully sign that said deal. Some people may be like, let's pump the brakes on it. Why would you expect extend someone who has only been with this team since August, what, 12th or 13th? Well, that's an easy answer, guys. It's an easy, easy answer when it comes down to this and when you think of it this way. The Nationals made that trade when you shipped off Juan Soto and Josh Bell. What did you get back in return? Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, James Wood, Robert Hassel, Yarlin Susanna, Luke Voigt as well, who is no longer a Washington National. Those five guys, though, that I first mentioned, if you don't have any sort of confidence that even guys like C.J. Abrams or Mackenzie Gore, the two major league-ready prospects that the Nationals were getting in return for Josh Bell and Juan Soto, if you can't sit up there today and tell me that you don't have faith in C.J. Abrams, therefore I will not extend him, then why did you trade Juan Soto? Why did you trade one of the game's brightest young stars that we have ever seen? Even in D.C., we saw Bryce Harper. 
Juan Soto is a brighter star than that. He may not get the attention of it, but the numbers, look at him yourself. Juan Soto was a brighter star than Bryce Harper if we're looking on the field. So when you say that, when you put it that way, when you think of it in that simple way, you better believe in one of the top guys that you got that you should be able to extend him and feel safe in whatever return that you may get from him. And then also some of you, like I was saying, may say, we haven't seen it yet. We haven't seen the production there from him yet. Well, guys, it's not an easy process. How many times have you seen a rookie 21-year-old come up and not look that good? It happens all the time. All the time in Major League Baseball all the time in professional sports, all the time at your workplace. Someone new comes in, and guess what? It's a little difficult to adjust. That's life. That's human nature. Now, with C.J. Abrams, back to what I wanted to get to. If Mike Rizzo and this front office, if they don't have the ability to even say, yeah, I'm not going to extend him right now, we lost the trade. You lost the Juan Soto trade if you can't honestly sit up there and be like, I believe in what our staff and what this kid has. We are going to extend him for whatever the year amount, whatever the money may look like. Because you know what I'm tired of? I'm tired of watching Washington Nationals players walk out the door once they hit free agency and going up north to the Mets or going up north to the Phillies or trading them away at the deadline because we had a lame duck season. I don't want that anymore. That should be a thing of the past when it comes to talking about the Washington Nationals. No more. We are not doing that anymore. C.J. Abrams, the reason why you extend him now is we are projecting into the future for what he could be. And back to my argument earlier, a lot of people will say, we haven't seen it yet. That plays well for a team wanting to extend a player that you ultimately do, at least I hope they do, believe in. That should be a no-brainer for the Washington Nationals to make this deal and to make it now. There needs to be urgency in this front office. And I know the ownership situation is a tough debacle to settle. Would the learners even approve of this yet? Maybe. Maybe not. But the money that you'd be giving out is nothing crazy. You'd probably be looking at a eight-year, $150 million deal. That's just off the top of my head. I can't come up with a number which would work and which wouldn't work. That's up for the professionals. I'm just here to give my spill. And that's why I say that this should be easier than ever, whichever angle that you look at it from. If you look at it from my angle to where, well, you better believe in this kid. You better believe in this kid and developing because it's on your own dime. You traded away one of the game's greatest stars with about two and a half years left in his contract to where you could have potentially re-signed him in free agency. You could have potentially extended him. And I know I talk about Scott Boris now. He would never do that, which I agree with. 
but there was still a slight possibility of that. And it's Juan Soto, the game's brightest player. So when talking about this, C.J. Abrams should be in consideration for getting a contract extension and looking at it from a perspective to where he hasn't shown us enough yet. That's even better. That proves the point even more. That proves it even more. And why is that? It's because it's simple. His value is a little lower. Now, some may bring up the question, would C.J. Abrams even want to sign this deal? I don't know. I don't know if he would want to sign this deal. But then again, you look at across the league, Michael Harris with the Braves, Austin Riley with, look at all the Braves. This is what they do, and this is what they do profoundly well, profoundly better than anyone across baseball. All the GMs, all the geniuses out there, the Braves own this category. They lock up their players to when their value is lower. They agree to the deal because they might get in their own head. Simple as that. How could I turn down this money now when I may flop and I may not be the big deal that everyone thought myself to be? That's why you lock up these players now. That's why you do it when they're young. Because once he gets three years under his belt, C.J. Abrams I'm talking about, and he's a good, solid player, that's when it doesn't make sense to sign a deal. He's already believes in what he believes. He's seen the results that he's given this team. And by the way, we might not be that good at that point. Why would he want to extend with a team that, one, he's out playing what he should be, and two, it's not a good roster. Does he want to be here? I don't know. But rookie C.J. Abrams, you're telling me this guy has an eight-year $150 million deal, contract offer, extended to him. CJ, it's all up to you, man. You want to sign it? Who knows what he says. But the point is, the Nationals have to be looking aggressively at these moves. This is what baseball is now. This is what baseball has become. It needs to be said. It needs to be talked about to where teams should be more aggressive in signing their guys early on in free agency, or not even in free agency, early on in their careers, when they're cheap, when their value is the lowest. Because guess what? If you're going to extend him, his value is only going to rise. It's only going to get better. It's only going to get better. So the best time to do it is now. And if it's not now, the best time to do it was yesterday. Because you don't want to be caught looking ahead years from now and not even thinking about these contracts. You want to lock him up now when the value is low. And plus, you know how free agency is. There's a new top line every single year in baseball. Someone is going to jump someone in AAB. Someone will jump someone in the biggest contract ever. It's how it is. It's how baseball works. It's how business works. It's how life works. So it's not crazy to say Right now, C.J. Abrams should be locked up as a Washington National moving forward. It's not crazy to say. It really isn't. Besides, he showed us something in that final stretch of the season. He did. I've talked about it. I've explained it. And the proof is in the pudding. To me, it's that simple. You extend the guy. You make him whatever he wants. 
and you make sure that he is a Washington national moving forward, and you will never look back at that. Because that's what imp- that's what's important to me. Not only do you get all this talent, we've seen us attract all this talent. We've seen us sign talent. We've seen us develop talent. You know what I've seen also? I've seen talent walk out the door. I'm tired of that. I don't want to see it anymore. So now I want to be ahead of the eight ball, and I want to extend C.J. Abrams for whatever it may be. If he's not interested, so be it. I want you to say that I tried. I tried. We tried. And it's as simple as that as far as it comes for the Washington Nationals. Next, I want to get into how ownership moving forward truly could impact free agency and how the Nationals spend. Because that's a big talking point. A few months ago, we're sitting here discussing this. We thought we'd have new owners now. Well, look around. We got nothing. Do we have news about it? We got a little news. But even then, I don't think it's enough. But now I'm going to go forward with this ownership situation and talk about the impacts that it could have moving forward with this team and truly how it could impact us and how we sign players, how we extend players. And we're going to get into that, but before... I'm going to tell you about my friends at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? Then you got to try a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little healthier this year. And if you're like me where you want to eat healthier but don't want to compromise taste, then, man, I've got just the thing for you. you got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they're so delicious you won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. And what makes Built Bar so good? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And that's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And guys, that's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. My personal favorite. If you're close to Sam's, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. Guys, you can thank me later. And now back into what I wanted to discuss for today's show. As guys, we have been sitting here patiently waiting for ownership news because that's what's holding us back right now in spending in whatever it may be. And truly, it's probably very, in an <laughs> very, it's a very unattractive place to come to right now. In the middle of a, a limbo with ownership, we don't know what's going to happen. People coming to the organization don't know what's going to happen. People coming into the organization don't know who will be the next owner. Would I want to sign a five-year deal here when I don't know what the owner will be next offseason, what his cautions would be, what his great things would be, whatever it may be. There's a lot of questions surrounding it. So how does the learners impact right now owning this team? How does it impact free agency? And I'm here to tell you, unfortunately, 
it impacts a lot. It impacts a lot of what they want to do moving forward. And with that being said, I say that because of the things that I just stated. The uncertainty of what could come from new ownership. The learners have been thought of over the years. I know there's some recency bias attached to this as well. But they have been thought of as well-run owners. They ran a nice ship. The Nationals in the 2010s were one of the most dominant franchises in that time period. Second most wins in the 2010s behind the L.A. Dodgers. All the way that decade, the Nationals won the second most games. They know how to win. They know how to put together winning teams. Yes, they only won one, or I guess you want to say, four playoff series. And before that, they couldn't get rid of any of them. But ultimately, they climbed the mountaintop, and they succeeded. They won a World Series. They did what you and I wanted them to do. But now looking at it, we're in this fiasco where we don't know what will happen. We don't know what the end result could look like for the Washington Nationals. And it does affect it because of those things. We don't know what our new owner would do. You don't know if they're going to want to spend a lot. You don't know if they're not going to want to spend a lot. Could it be like an Oakland A's type where we're playing money ball? Certainly what the learners are doing now. We just don't know. And the uncertainty in the Nationals ownership group definitely is not an attractive place for players to go to. Especially, especially when you consider the fact that what they have been doing the last few years, and stars know it here. They know that there have been stars here in Washington, D.C. Where have those stars gone? Minus Steven Strasburg. They're gone. So does a star want to come here knowing that the guys that they have created on their own dime, guys that they have drafted and developed and traded for over the years, they just let walk? Is that the loyalty that they show? That's probably not a good thing. And that's probably not going to bode well for the Washington Nationals moving forward. So yes, this debacle that we see ourselves in is a complete bleep show. <laughs> that's what it is. I wish I could curse about it and just let some steam out and ran on it all day, but that's not what I want to do today. I'm in a good mood. It's a Friday. It's a fun Friday, right? And that's why this whole thing is stressful, though, to think about. Yes, we're in a rebuild. Yes, myself, I'm not tagging you in this. I'm tagging myself in. I believe in tanking and being bad and getting yourself into a better spot. I believe in it. Now, though, you also got to spend, and there are other ways than just being bad. I can't admit that. My way is not always the right way. It can be, and a lot of times it is, but also you can just simply spend the money. And as you bring up the prospects, as you develop the young guys, as you sign one-year deals to fill holes in your lineup, paying those superstars can help. Not only are they just going to be a solid player all around in whatever you may be handing out money-wise. They're also going to be a presence in that clubhouse to help those said young guys, C.J. Abrams, Key Ruiz, 
James Wood when he get ups here, Elijah Green, Rob, all those guys, all those guys that will be the future core of the Nationals will have to have that veteran piece in the clubhouse ready to go that is a solidified vet in this league that knows how to win, that has won, and will win. That's what the Nationals need. In order to get that, you got to spend. You have to spend the money. You have to. And yes, the learners are in a bad financial situation, obviously. So we just got to get out of that. Whatever it may be, if they take on a minority owner to get some more cash flow, or if you ultimately sell the team. But ultimately, it looks like eventually they will take on a minority owner for the team. What will they do with that? Will that impact selling? Will that impact free agency? Well, it will impact free agency if you bring a minority ownership to have more cash flow, have more money to hand out. You know how it is. It's all about the money. It's about the bottom line. That's how the world works, unfortunately. So, yes, Washington Nationals' ownership situation will and has impacted this team in free agency and will continue to do so until that stops. Until that stops. Will it stop? Hopefully it will. But likely not. Thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. Locked On MLB Prospects hosted by Lindsey Crosby. You can find that podcast wherever you get your podcast. It is a must listen. And now to get back into the Washington Nationals. As I saw something earlier today, and this will be our final discussion for today's show, for our fun Friday. And guys, guess what? Joey Manessis is back in the news. He is back. I saw this the other day from Ben Verlander. You may know him. Brother of Justin Verlander. Former Major League pitcher. I believe minor league pitcher. I don't know if he made it to the majors. He put out his first base tiers the other day. Here's what they go by. The top, elite. Second, almost elite. Third, really good. Fourth, Pretty solid. Joey Manessis is in the really good category as far as Ben Verlander's first base tiers. You know who he's with? Anthony Rizzo. Reese Hoskins. Names like that. Ben Verlander, a very smart, intelligent baseball mind, Someone who understands the game, understands what a clubhouse looks like, and understands ultimately what a winning clubhouse looks like. Has Joey Manessis in the same tier as Anthony Rizzo and Reese Hoskins. Oh my God. Maybe because when I turn on MLB Network, you don't see Joey Manessis being talked about. When you turn on ESPN, on SportsCenter, you don't see Joey Manessis being talked about. But when you look at some of these baseball nerds, and that's what I call them, he's not a, that was me. When you look at some of these baseball-minded guys like Ben Verlander, and he's talking about Joey Manessis the way that he is, naming him a really good first baseman in that tier, same as Anthony Rizzo, same as Reese Hoskins, 
Now, I know Reese Hoskins isn't the most popular player in Philadelphia, but that's Philadelphia. They cheered for Jason Worth when he broke his wrist. The fact that Joey Manessis is in that conversation, it just assures us even more. We already knew this, but the fact that he is giving him the attention that he does deserve, because this guy was one of the better hitters in all of baseball in the second half of last season. Even when Aaron Judge was chasing that home run crown. See, Joey Manessis, he's still there. He was still chugging. He was still hitting. And that's impressive in my mind. That's impressive that the fact that he's even being mentioned in that tier. That he is even being discussed about. I'm not here to tell you he's going to be an all-star. I don't think he will be an all-star. But to have some certification from someone who does know baseball, someone who has been in a clubhouse, tell me, or not tell me, tell the world, that Joey Manessis is in the really good tier as far as first baseman go. I did not expect to talk about that today. But I saw it before I was recording, and I was like, well, I got to mention that. That is something. That is something on a fun Friday. So if Joey Manessis, if you're listening, if you want to listen, you have a seat here at Locked On Nationals. We would love to talk to you because you're in the really good tier. And honestly, you might be the best player the Washington Nationals have this year. We'll just have to see because, guys, baseball's not that far away. I'll say it every single day. We're close. We're almost at the finish line. So thanks for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. My next episode will be Monday, Tuesday. We will get back into all Nationals news and notes, and hopefully we make another free agency signing. We'll see. Now make your second listen, Locked On MLB Prospects host, Lindsey Crosby, who is a prospect encyclopedia, and we love our prospects here on Locked On Nationals. And that pod is free and available wherever you get your podcast. So again, thank you again, again, again for listening to Locked On Nationals. I will talk to you next week. You enjoy your fun Friday.